Okay, I literally cannot believe that you were having... Actually, you know what? I'll save this for after. Hello. Welcome back to <laughs> You Know What I've Been Wondering. I'm Sarah. I'm Jane. Jane? <laughs> Jane is drinking Prosecco, as am I, with a Pop-Tart. I didn't do the thing. I just finished the Pop-Tart and now I'm just washing some things down. No! <laughs> I regret giving you Prosecco if you're going to use it like this. What am I supposed to... How long do I have to wait after eating a Pop-Tart in order to drink Prosecco? I just, like... The fact that you're washing the Pop-Tart down with the Prosecco, like, get some water. Like... The tastes don't mix terribly. I'm like, Pop-Tarts are a food you eat with, like, coffee, you have milk. Maybe, <laughs> maybe even juice. Maybe. Uh, see, I don't identify Pop-Tarts as a breakfast food. Really? Yeah. I think it's because I was never allowed to eat them when I was a kid. No, they're the only core breakfast food for me. So the toaster strudel. So the only, like, context, like, I have them for is, like, you know, it's like a a snack you have. Like, it's Mm. it's almost a dessert. Okay. That's fair. I mean, like, the s'mores ones, they're desserty. Which one's that? The apple one I gave you? Are they good? Do you like them? They're okay. They're, like, weird. They're supposed to be, like, healthier, which, like... I hate when unhealthy brands are like, uh, it's this but healthier. It's like, we know what you are. You know? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Don't try to sell me on the, like, you can eat it, but it's healthier. It's yeah. like, I'm already putting garbage in my body by buying your brand. We don't need to. We <laughs> Pretend don't need, otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to fake this. You know? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Other than that. <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm going a little stir crazy with everything going on, you know. Um, well, it's weird because I feel like we're both stir crazy and yet also we have furious. not been yet. Yeah, furious that like we still have to go to work. So it's like I'm preemptively going yeah. stir crazy because they won't just quarantine us. Stir crazy might be the wrong word. I'm not like sitting here feeling annoyed that I'm stuck inside. I'm sitting here feeling annoyed that the school hasn't been closed yet. Right. Like, so so this like, whole weekend has been yeah. me waiting to hear from the mayor or the DOE or our boss or anything, and just nothing that we has yeah. heard has been helpful or comforting. Right. Everything's just made us anxious, even more anxious. Yes, you we know? are kind of be we're kind of two sacrificial lambs right now. Yes, that's how they're treating us. Yeah, which is so frustrating. And I know there are lots of other people and lots of other industries, other industries that have to report to work. You know, there are doctors that are still reporting to work and stuff like that. And my heart goes out to the people that can't work from home for sure. Mm-hmm. But it is a health concern that they don't close the schools. Exactly. And I want them to do it for the safety of my students and the families at my school at my own health and safety. Um, and they need that means they need to figure out what they're going to do with all of those children who rely on school for meals and shelter and yeah. stuff like that. That's their responsibility. Their responsibility isn't to keep schools open. It's to find replacement services yeah. for them. Because at this point, no one's going to be in school. That's the thing, is that the schools are empty. Yeah. But we stocked up on food. We've stocked up on what? My mom, when I talked to her on the phone, God bless her, was like, how are you? Do you have enough food? Do you have enough wine? <laughs> I, was I like, love her. I do. I do. Thank you. Because I'm going to need it. I was just thinking today, I was like, I'm going to make a daily schedule so that I don't just sit around and lay around and do nothing all day. Mm-hmm. Like wake up at nine every day have breakfast like I gotta I gotta create a schedule for myself yeah because a really good idea I have a very active brain even though I'm not a very active body <laughs> but you know like I need constant yeah. stimulation I mean I wouldn't 
You say that, but I wouldn't can ever consider you a lazy person. Like, because you have such an active brain, you're always doing things. Yeah. Hopefully, we won't get literally quarantined inside and I'll be able to take our scooter on a couple laps around the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Even just going for a walk, we went, Jane and I walked up the street to Duncan and Walgreens the other day. And I was like, great, got out of the house. You know? <laughs> Loved that. I know my mom literally the other night said, go for a walk. Like, they say fresh air is good for it to, like, keep you healthy. And we don't have a park and in the I walking vicinity. And I literally said, well, I'm going to Walgreens tomorrow, so. <laughs> it's, a, it's a seven minute walk She was like, back. Mm, I meant more than that. Yeah, but I think as long as we're able to, like, leave the apartment for short spurts. Yeah. And get some fresh air. That's what. Yeah. That's what really matters to me, which people are doing in Italy, you know. They're yeah. Going, they're going on walks. We don't have a park in walking vicinity of here, but we do have that cemetery. <laughs> so creepy. Why not if you go in the middle of the day? Go pay our respects. Can we celebrate your accomplishments on the podcast? Oh, right. <laughs> I keep totally forgetting this, but I got into grad school this she week. She did. Which yes. means soon will be a long distance podcast. I know. That's the bummer part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I told my coworkers and they were like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> Like, do I really seem that dependent on Jane? Maybe I am. I'm dependent on you. I'm already looking. I'm already like, oh, no. This is going to be, I'm going to have to figure out how to be an adult without Sarah. I'm going to be texting you, did you eat breakfast? The answer is going to be no every time. Yeah, I'll be texting our roommate group chat while the two of you are in different cities being like, text me when you've eaten breakfast and when you ate dinner. We'll see. (laughs) If you'll eat breakfast? For dinner. Jane. No, I, no, I've literally never been a person that ate breakfast. Like, I used to eat breakfast when I was a kid, like, before school. My mom would make it for me. Right. And, I don't know, ever since I was, like, too old for my mom to make me breakfast, I just slept as late as I possibly could before, you know, school was early in the morning, and I would not have a lot of time. It's the most important meal of the day. I didn't eat it a lot in high school, um, yeah. or in college, really. But since then, I've tried to make sure I have something. Shall we get started? Sure. Oh, I didn't ask how you are. I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Um, Trucking on. We've made... The most important discovery we've made in this last week are those tissues that have vapor rub <gasps> in them. Everyone get that. Well, well, no. Do, no, no, well no, 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 no. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> I realize that I've just added gas to a flame. No, 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 no. Don't, don't. When all this is over, if you have a cold, got some allergies, <laughs> go find the Vicks VapoRub tissues. It's an experience. They are. It just ever. I never forget it. Every time I go to blow my nose, I'm like, right, this is what it feels like. Like I, I always am remembering. But that's been a pretty important discovery in my life. So that's all that's going They're on amazing. with me. Okay. Now tell me about hair dye. All right, hair dye. So I'm gonna do a couple of like historical facts about hair dye, but then I'm gonna get real sciencey. Ooh. Okay. So uh, the dyeing of hair is actually an ancient art uh, that basically has existed for like. As long as ingredients that could change the pigment of your hair have. Mm -hmm. It involves the treatment of the hair with various chemical compounds in order to change its color. Cool. Pretty self-explanatory. The earliest, like, record we have of, like, people dyeing their hair, but, like, it's kind of suspected that it happened much before this, was a Greek historian named Diodorus Siculus (laughs) um, of Sicily. Did we name deodorant after him? I thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
Um, he described early Celtic people who had dyed blonde hair. And this description, like, I feel like he's kind of roasting them. It's kind of... I'll just read it. Mm-hmm. Their aspect is terrifying. They are very tall in stature with rippling muscles under clear white skin. Like, are they statues? Yeah. <laughs> Their hair is blonde, but not naturally so. They bleach it to this day, artificially washing it in lime and combing it back from their foreheads. They look like wood demons, their hair (laughs) thick and shaggy like a horse's mane. They are clean-shaven, but others, especially those of high rank, shave their cheeks but leave a mustache that covers the whole mouth. Ew. They did not like these people. No, he was like these Sounds like how Tolkien describes, like, the elves. (laughs) (laughs) It really does. So that is the early Celtic people mm-hmm. dyed their hair blonde using limes, according to this. But in ancient times, dyes... Do you think he means limes or like lime, like L-Y-M-E? This is limes, L-I-M-E. Oh, interesting. What are, what's L-Y-M-E? Like the chemical lime. Oh, but no, he didn't say that. Okay. Although I was surprised that it was limes and not lemons, but I guess mm-hmm. they have the same like citric... Yeah. Acidity to them. Were the Celts getting it? I'm assuming they're getting it from when they raided Sicily. Anyway. It doesn't doesn't, doesn't matter. Well, Well, this guy was from Sicily. Yeah. In ancient times, dyes were obtained... In ancient times, dyes were obtained from plants, Mm -hmm. such as henna, indigo, cassia, obovada, senna. I haven't heard of a lot of these. Turmeric. I've heard of that one. We know her. Um, Amla. Good for colds. Black walnut hulls. Red ochre and leeks. And we mentioned a second ago that limes were sometimes used to bleach hair, but I know lemons also have been used. Mm-hmm. Like, even today, I know some people who put, like, lemon juice in their hair and then sit out in the sun yeah. in order to make it lighter. In 1661, there was a book written called 18 Books of Secret... Well, it wasn't a book. There was something called 18 Books of the Secrets of Arts and Nature. Oh. And in this... There were uh, various methods listed for dyeing your hair, either black or gold or green, red, yellow, and white, all of which were natural methods using plants and things found in nature. Cool. In the 1860s, we discovered that using this organic compound called para... Okay, I rehearsed this. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Paraphenylenediamine. Wow. Diamine. Well, uh, phenylenediamine. Uh, um, this compound, when it, the way it reacts with oxygen when applied to hair, it can change its color. Cool. This scientific fact was discovered in the 1860s. Eugene Schuler, the founder of L'Oreal, oh. is recognized for creating the first synthetic hair dye in 1907. Wow. Yeah. So that was probably also the first commercialized one, mm-hmm. like one that was like sold from yeah. a big business. Um, in 1947, the German cosmetics firm Schwarzkopf. Schwarzkopf, yeah. Schwarzkopf. They're still, they're still a company. Oh, okay. Well, they launched the first home color product called Polycolor. Mm-hmm. Now, I was looking at the timing of that earlier. It was like 1947 in Germany. They're making hair dye? That's not for, like, racist reasons, is it? No, like, no that's after the war. I know, but still, like... I was like, hmm, right after World War II. Anyway, I just thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, I guess. We don't really know what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. 
So hair dye today is a multi-billion dollar industry that involves the use of both plant-derived and synthetic dyes. Mm -hmm. Older versions of hair dyes were mo more often applied to the whole head to create mm -hmm. one overall color. Yeah. But there are a lot more methods that exist today, which you've probably heard them like named in salons or in hair care, or people talking about what they do to their hair. But I'm going to give a little more specificity to what is actually done Cool. with these new hair dyeing methods. Mm -hmm. So there's two types of dyeing techniques, off scalp and on scalp. Now, off scalp is literally what it sounds like when something is applied to your hair and it does not to the scalp itself. Okay. And modern trends of this are mostly for highlighting, low lighting, and splash lighting. Okay. Which I had never heard of that last one. Highlighting is where sections of hair are treated with lighteners. Mm -hmm. Low lighting is where sections of hair are treated with darker hair colors. And splash lighting is where a horizontal band of hair from ear to ear is bleached. Oh. I know. I looked it up. Sometimes it looks cool because some the that precise placement mm -hmm. it looks like it's a trick of the light and it's just like it makes your hair look like it's shiny if it's done well. Yeah. Sometimes it just looks like a weird band of bleach. Right. You know? It's awkward. Yeah. But this is for all of these me methods are for a more recent trend that's giving multiple hair colors mm -hmm. to your overall look. Mm -hmm. Methods of doing these three types of things are foiling, which is where foil or plastic are used to separate your hair to be colored, especially this is useful for applying more than one color, mm -hmm. and it ensures that only desired strands of hair are colored, and it protects the remaining hair that you don't want colored. Caps are sometimes used for highlighting and low lighting. Have you ever had a cap? Mm -hmm. I have. It's terrible. It's not frequently used. It's only really used when you want to give highlights to shorter hair or mm -hmm. lowlights. In my case, it was highlights. I don't even think I deserved this torture because my hair was not that short. It was like shoulder length at the shortest. Yeah. But it's literally where they take this plastic, like it looks like a really long swimmer's cap. Mm-hmm. Or what are those called? Bathing caps? Yeah. Uh, anyway, and they put it over your head. Uh -huh. so the whole thing over your head they cut out where your face has to be and so you can breathe yeah. they, put, they cover your whole hair in it and then they take this little sharp tool to literally stab holes in it and pull out strands of hair so they're literally like stat like your head gets like poked a million times and then little strands are pulled out but it's painful that because, sounds horrific because your hair is already pressed down under this plastic thing so when they pull the hair like it pulls your hair and it hurts yeah not just that strand but all the strands around it like get moved and it's painful i found it very painful and then because like most of your hair is under the cap they then just like cover all the revealed hairs that they've pulled out yeah in bleach or whatever they did to highlight my hair uh and then you sit with that cap on for a while and then they take that it sounds off. horrific i hated it um, there's also the balayage technique and that is where hair color is painted directly onto sections of the hair with no foils this is more popular recently because it looks more natural. Mm -hmm. More people are requesting it. And it's very similar to ombre, except it requires more precise hand painting, which is why it costs more typically. Okay. And then lastly, there is dip dyeing or tip dye or dipping or tip dyeing. And that is like balayage because it doesn't use any foils and it uses direct hair contact hair dyeing. 
and it is popular for having more of a solid level of coverage to the ends of your hair. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a sharp contrast between like what you yeah. have on the top. Now on scalp methods of dyeing, there's root touch up, which all of these are kind of self-explanatory. That's where color is applied only to the most recent section of regrowth, usually the first inch of hair nearest to the scalp. This is very common for people who are disguising gray hair. Mm-hmm. And there's just all over color, which is literally when you just like cover yeah. your whole hair and your whole scalp in dye. Now there are four classifications of hair dye or hair color. Mm-hmm. There's permanent hair color. Now we're gonna get kind of sciency. Because how permanent hair color works is it contains ammonia. Mm-hmm. And this has to be mixed with a developer. Mm-hmm. If there's not a developer, there's an oxidizing agent. And what this does is it permanently changes your hair color. What the ammonia does is it literally opens up your hair. Follicles? Um, no, your follicles are up here on your scalp. Mm-hmm. But like the cuticles. Mm-hmm. And it allows the dye to penetrate into like... Like okay. the entire yeah. cuticle, the entire strand, so that the developer and the colorants together can go into the cortex and literally change the pigment of your hair. Okay. And the developer um, helps the ammonia. Not only does it put the pigment on that it wants, but it gets rid of your natural pigment. It, like takes okay. away your hair color. Okay. Um, because otherwise, like if you have brown hair and you want to dye it another color just the brown is going to mix with that color right. and it won't be the color you want it'll be that right. color plus brown which if you've ever tried to mix paints like right <laughs> doesn't go well right um what developers do though in that case is like if you have brown hair it lifts the color so that your your hair color will go away and the new color will come in if you want to go from dark to light you like a darker shade to a lighter shade, you need a really high volume developer because mm. it takes more to get rid of a darker pigment hair. But if you want to go from light to dark, you don't really need that much of a volume. The, a developer will still be used, but it's very light volume. Yeah. The next kind of hair dye is demi-permanent color, and that contains alkaline an alkaline agent other than ammonia, such as ethanolamine or sodium carbonate. And this can't remove your hair's natural pigment. Okay. So this is only used to darken hair rather than lighten it. It doesn't do dark to light. And it also uses a developer, but it's not used as often as permanent Mm -hmm. colors because of the the fact that it can't get rid of your hair Mm -hmm. color. There's semi-permanent hair color, which I've used before, Mm -hmm. and it involves little or no developer, hydrogen peroxide, or ammonia, so it's a lot less damaging for your hair. Right. And these dyes, they penetrate the hair shaft only partially, which is a funny, dirty (laughs) sentence, Um, penetrating the hair shaft. because of the reduced developer and because it doesn't penetrate your hair as much, it washes out mm-hmm. in like four or five shampoos. Right. Uh, because it's not all the way changing your the entire pigment of your hair. Right. Now, there's temporary hair color, which is like what you would get for Halloween or something that's mm-hmm. really like a one-night thing. It's a shampoo, a rinse, a gel, a spray, or a foam that is typically much brighter or vibrant than other types of hair dye. And the thing about these temporary hair colors is that the molecules in the dye is very heavy. Mm-hmm. So it more so just sits on your hair. It doesn't okay. yeah. sink into the strand itself. Yeah. And because it weighs so much, it comes off easily with like water and washing it. Okay, yeah. And it, the thing about it, though, is 
in order to prevent it from just falling off your hair when you put it on. Mm-hmm. Like, remember that hair chalk I used for Halloween? Yeah. Um, it, that fell, that got all over my clothing the whole night. But in order to prevent that, most hair dyes have an adherent to them to help yeah. it stick to your hair. And the thing about that adherent is sometimes, even after you wash off the temporary hair dye, it can, like, stick to your hair, like, in a way that's invisible to the naked eye, or mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be visible, but, like, it'll remain in your hair for a very long time and eventually will slowly like migrate to the interior of the hair shaft so for this reason that is the reason why after i used that pink and purple hair chalk for halloween Mm -hmm. two years ago then when i went to get highlights months later the lady put the bleach on and then after and then when she went to look at it when i was almost done she was like um i need to do something because these are turning pink which I think she just put on a developer or like she used yeah. something to wash it out. She was like, do you know, have you ever recently used a temporary pink hair dye? That's crazy. Because it literally like you can't see it anymore. You think you've washed it off, but it has sunk into the inside of your hair. Oh. Of the hair strands. And then when you... <laughs> you've touched your hair so much. I know. Times. Well, it's also partially because like, I mean, not sponsored, but... Function of beauty. But I just started using function of beauty and it makes my hair so soft. Yeah. And also I'm just a person who likes to give like examples. So I'm literally yeah. over here like showing, showing Sarah yeah, with yeah, my yeah. hair. Showcasing your hair. So yeah, my, nice. I accidentally got pink highlights once because I used a temporary hair shampoo. But she was able to get it out. Like the world didn't see it. Only yeah. my hairdresser saw it. <laughs> it is crazy. I should have taken pictures. That is crazy though. Now, more recently alternative hair coloring has become very trendy. Mm -hmm. Now, these are colors that are not found in nature and don't naturally grow out of any people's scalps, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Like green, fuchsia, blue, Mm -hmm. uh, purple, pink. Although I feel like there might be some cases of like strawberry blonde that are kind of pinkish in hue, but Mm -hmm. you know, not like magenta, which doesn't exist. Um, (laughs) As we know. As we know. So, and get this. Sarah, I'm obsessed. I don't want it, but I, mm-hmm. I, I, black light reactive hair dye exists. That's crazy. Someone get this. I need to see it. I yeah, I want to see it in action. I don't want to put it on my well, head. I'm just not but around black see... lights enough for it to be right, useful to, to my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like if you really go clubbing a lot. You <laughs> that. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. Sounds cool. Now the thing about alternative hair dyes which dye your hair non-natural colors is they only contain tint Mm -hmm. or pigment they don't Mm -hmm. contain any developer okay so that means that they have no ability to get rid of your natural hair color and that is why it can only be applied to light blonde hair or you have to bleach your hair prior to applying them okay because that that, yeah yeah it only works on very light hair right so that's everything about hair <laughs> That was so interesting. Yeah. It was really more like the science of how it works. I feel like I've used heard so many terms when people talk about hair dye. Yeah. That I didn't know what they meant. Because everybody, I feel like, has their own, like, hair journey and hair needs mm-hmm. and things that they get done regularly to their yeah. hair. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that I do to my hair that I know about. Yeah. But I, I don't understand other I just don't stuff. know a lot of hair terms and then I feel really intimidated when I go to a hairdresser because mm. then I don't know like what I'm supposed to say, you know? Yeah. Like when I got my hair highlighted, I'm like, my cousin did it and I was like, I don't know what I want. I was yeah. like, she was like, do you want it all over? Do you yeah. want it partial? And I was like, I don't know. Like I, I have no idea. So I always feel very intimidated asking, like I really want balayage to be done mm-hmm. to my hair 
because I think it's so pretty. But now I'd have to wait. I know I have to wait out the blue to have it be Mm. done. Otherwise, it probably would be a weird color. Mm. Um, But it's also good to know how hair dye works in general because now I'm dyeing my hair semi-frequently yeah to keep the blue in there but i, I just think your hair looks really interesting like even if it's not like like some parts blue, of it brown, i'm like oh that's color. really green and some parts i'm like that's really blue mm-hmm. and some like your roots are kind of grown out a little bit since yeah. it's like that part but i think it's just like an overall hue that like it's weird looking now it's very faded. i think it's cool it's very faded I like it. Thanks. I'm glad you think it's cool. A couple of the adults in my school have been like, I know it's like much more faded now, but it looks nice. I'm like, yeah. okay. I'm glad you think it looks nice and not weird because sometimes I'm like, does it look weird that it's like green and brown and blue all at the same time? I think it's cool. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, that was very exciting. Thank you, Jane. A little science lesson. What do you have for us now? Okay, yes. I'm on the middle segment. Now, you started to talk about this at the beginning, and I was kind of like, I'm just not going to say anything because it's my Reddit topic. But I want to talk about things that you can do from home to stay sane during COVID-19. Oh, great. Now, I looked up this one article that was called, like, How to Practice Self-Care in the Time of the Coronavirus. And it was mostly just, like, things to do to keep it but I added a lot to this oh cool you know because just things that you can do for home home for for fun great so the beginning of this is things that they said and then halfway through I'll point out when it starts to be things that I added and feel free when we're done with this to continue oh I love that I love that so the first one that they said was exercise do yoga um watch exercise video online if you aren't actually quarantined you can go for a walk Mm -hmm. um try and stay active the second thing is meditate. The third thing, this sounds like a good idea for me, is install a website blocker on your phone or your laptop to temporarily force yourself off of websites like Twitter to give yourself a break from yeah. being online and the anxiety that the news yeah. is giving us all. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I do think there's a lot of like screen overload when you're sitting at home, particularly like for me. I watch yeah. way too much TV and I look way too much on my phone. Hence, me needing blue light glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, giving yourself just give yourself reminders to like yeah. take a little screen. Give break yourself every a break. Now and then. Take a relaxing bath. Journal. Yes. Doodle. Um, do hobbies or start hobbies such as knitting, crochet, beading, embroidery, crafts you can do from home. I would like to point out that a lot of these, I'm like, okay, well, I need to go shopping to get some things for that first, and yeah. it's like I can't really go to the store. Um. Read now. This specifically said read out loud, uh-huh. which I think is fun to do if you're by yourself. I used to do that a lot when I was a kid. If no one was home, I'd be like, "Cool, I'm gonna read out loud and make it like it's storytelling time." Just because I think I liked acting, I've never and I, didn't, tried that. I didn't know it yet. But they also suggested that it could be a fun thing to do if you're like trapped with your friends, and you have nothing to do, like get a fun book, yeah, and read it like to each other. That is fun. That's cute. So you can just sit and listen. Okay, cooking and baking. Again, they got to go shopping for some ingredients. Uh, connect with people via video chat. Declutter your home. Watch something upbeat to keep your spirit up. And then this I'd never heard of. Read a cozy mystery. Now, what that uh, is... My favorite activity. It's a mystery novel that's not super violent is all yeah. it is. So yeah. it's great for escapism. It feels like a game because you're trying to solve it. My favorite. My yeah. favorite activity. Hang out with a pet. We're going to have to go get a pet. Um, we can go talk to Susan. Kelsey's oh, my hamster. gosh. We have a hamster that lives with us. 
<laughs> we're just gonna sit there and tell her about the days we imagine we're having <laughs> um try to learn something new maybe take an online class connect with people in old-fashioned ways write letters send emails <gasps> we should write letters to our friends in queens oh that would be cute my question is i think we talk that's what that's another profession that are they gonna get any time off or any way to the is postal workers servers? Like, they never do. Those are such noble people. They are. Good for them. And then now we're getting to the ones that I added. Oh, great. Do a puzzle. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Do something creative like painting. Um, You mentioned this earlier, but make yourself a schedule slash to-do list. Mm -hmm. Try to stick to a sleep schedule. That's something I need to do. (laughs) You need Um, that when we're not in quarantine. (laughs) Actually get dressed. I would maybe not do that. I'd be like, great, I'm gonna live in my pajamas until they tell me I can't. I yeah, I was thinking about again. that. I was like, if we get if we get two weeks off, I'm gonna make it my goal to get up, get dressed, and do my makeup every day. Oh, makeup. And then it's like actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm doing something. Yeah. You know, this is something I just want to do. Watch Jeopardy. I feel like it's a thing that keeps your mind sharp. Like, yes, it's technically watching a show, yeah. but it's also like a game. There are three collections on Netflix right now. I'm sure we can find more. your brain. Yeah. Practice your musical instrument if you have. <laughs> this is you dragging yourself to this practice the guitar. Um, play board games, play card games. One of our friends told us the other day that there is a website where you can go and play virtual board games. Yeah. And you can like invite your friends to play with you. Yeah, so which is super cute. Look into that. Um, I added this a minute ago because we were talking about we love this one stand-up special by Ryan Hamilton called Happy Face. and We do. He has this one hilarious bit about dragging hot air balloons and uh, hot air balloonists like came for him yeah. afterwards and I was like oh you know what I'd make a killer stand up special about jigsaw puzzles I'm yeah. gonna make a stand up special about jigsaw puzzles right sketch comedy right sketch comedy um, these are a couple crafts I saw online tornado in a jar I need to get glitter first but <laughs> oh it requires some, glitter some of the kindergarten teachers in my school have these and I'm like I could so easily make them it's literally just like glitter and maybe they put something else in to make it uh, move around prettier mm-hmm. and not always sink to the bottom. sink to the bottom or something. But it's literally just like she recycles water bottles and fills them with glitter and then leaves them out so kids can like shake them around and look at the. So it's like something that stimulates them. That's it's cool. Like That's really cool. Um, do an indoor treasure hunt or ooh <laughs> scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. Um, DIY games like plastic bottle bowling. Uh, make your own slime. Do a movie marathon. Sarah, do you have anything to add? Um, I I want to figure get rid of some clothes. Like, take a minute to go through my clothes and see mm-hmm. if there's anything I can donate. And mm-hmm. you can do that with more than just clothes. Go yeah. through your belongings and make a, like, solid donation pile. Yeah. You know, you have plenty of time on your hands. Like, I like to learn the new language. There are so many outlets like you can use duolingo mm-hmm. i have a book that's like just italian exercise books because i keep saying i'm gonna be fluent in italian one day um that's a really good one do like an actual like clean the appliances that you never clean like mm-hmm. i could clean the oven i could clean the toaster oven you know do like an actual deep clean that you, of areas that you don't always mm-hmm. have the time to clean i think that would be really good what else we live with roommates like we could cook together Instead of cooking separately, you know, pool our resources. Yeah. I do think it's important to take time to yourself, but also find ways to connect with the people that you're living with 
yeah. in ways that are valuable and bonding. And so that and maybe not stuff that you do every day. Yeah, so you don't drive each other up a wall with just always being in each other's space. Like, you're actively having a way to enjoy each other's company, you know? Right. Definitely. Like, you're doing you're doing something. Jade and I are going to play Phase 10 later. <laughs> That's our game. It could go very well or it could... I could be unexpectedly very competitive and get angry. We never know. We really never know. We used to be really competitive about puzzles. Now we now we're better. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's like okay, we're gonna work together. Yeah. Because <laughs> we did harder puzzles before. We did like a hundred pieces, so it felt like a. It's like who can finish it first right. in five minutes? Right, 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 right. But now it's like oh no, we're working together. Um, yeah, those are my choices. And if you have a Nintendo Switch, not sponsored, but next week you can play Animal Crossing. So, oh, Frozen 2 just went up on Disney Plus today. It did. Yeah, we are lucky too that we are at a time where we have so much media at our fingertips. Like, yeah. yes, take some time away from the media, take some time away from screens and stuff like that. But also, like, this would be a good opportunity to watch a show that you've always meant to watch but never yeah. have. Like, I always say I'm going to watch Shit's Creek and I have it. Maybe this time oh. I'll watch it, you know? Like, Thinking about stuff like that. If we're, if we don't have school. If we don't. Have I school. keep talking like yes, our quarantine has begun, but it hasn't. It hasn't. But I do feel like it's inevitable. It just might be later than we thought it would be. Yeah. But it does, to me, feel like an inevitability. Yeah. Well, that was great, Jade. Yeah. Nice resource that you just pulled right there. Yeah. Are you ready to learn about handedness? <laughs> handedness. That's what it's called. Oh. Yeah, and I'm really glad that it's called handedness and not hand dominance because I didn't want to have to say dominance a million times. Um, <laughs> now it's called handedness. I'm sorry I said hand dominance and nasty it's okay. about it. No, it's okay. We're still going to have to say dominance, just not as much. Yeah. So today we are talking about handedness and why a person is right-handed or left-handed and some other stuff having to do with that. Mm-hmm. So researchers believe that our handedness is determined in the womb. Really? Yes. And I'm pretty sure what they're saying is that you could do a, what's it called? A pungent square? Pundit, pundit Pun, square. Pundit square. Pundit square. P-U-N-N-E-T. P-U-N-D. Pundit square? Pundit. Pundit? Yeah. Like like when you make a bad joke that's like a play on words. Pundit square. Pundit square. Yeah. Pundit square. I'm pretty sure you can make a pundit square to determine your handedness. Oh. But I don't know that for a fact. Um... 85 to 90% of people are right-handed, which makes sense because Dr. Claire Porak of Penn State University says that people who are right-handed are controlled by the left side of their brain, and the left side of your brain is responsible for speech and writing. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense why most people are right-handed, because most people would be controlled by that side of their brain for Mm -hmm. that motor function. According to Dr. Porak, humans are born with two genes for handedness, either dextral or chance. And this is what makes me think that you'd be able to do the square. Um, The dextral gene is the dominant gene and induces right-handedness whenever it turns up. The chance gene leaves it up to chance. But if you have two chance genes, it makes that person left-handed. So it's like Mm -hmm. if they were X and Y like chromosomes and dextral is X, if you get X or XY, then you would be right-handed but if you get yx or yy you yx you could be left-handed but you are more likely to be right-handed and yy you would be that's two chances yeah. you'd be left-handed does that make sense yeah yeah there is a separate set of nerves that connect our hands to the brain and the wiring is crossed that's why the right hand is connected to the left part of the brain and vice versa 
All right. Yeah. When a person uses their non-dominant hand more often, it activates a part of the brain that have, that has become dormant. So you can train yourself to be ambidextrous. It's just really hard. Less mm. than 1% of the population is ambidextrous, like truly. That's why it's possible for people to change handedness if they're forced to, most likely by an injury. So if you get into an accident or you hurt yourself and you can't use your right hand yeah. and you're forced to use your left, it will adapt. Maybe not to the same level as your right hand, but you can train your hand to become, your body to become left dominant. Hmm. That's nice. Yeah. Scientists all over the world have studied how handedness plays into our genetic code. Because the two sides of our brains are, our brain are responsible. Excuse me. Well, our brains. Mm -hmm. You have one, I have one. We got two. We have two together. Between the, because the two sides of our brains are responsible for different things, it is possible that people who are left-handed experience different talents and more emotions since emotion lives in the right brain. Which if you know Bo Burnham, this is the good time to sing his left brain, right brain song. Mm. Love that song. One study found that lefties may be prone more prone to depression since the right brain is activated more regularly so they are more susceptible mm. to emotion yeah lefties are also thought to be more creative because the right brain is the part that controls your creative imagination um we've had six left-handed presidents including barack obama and some of the most famous musicians of all time are left-handed including kurt cobain judy garland jimmy hendrix and paul mccartney michelangelo Raphael, and leonardo da vinci were all left-handed three pretty significant guys mm. this one i thought was crazy four out of five of the original macintosh designers were left-handed yeah oh ooh. males are more likely than females to be left-handed identical twins have a have a 76 percent chance of being left-handed isn't that interesting yeah i have a pair of twins at my school and i think it is so fascinating that one of the twins is white they're identical but one of the twins is right-handed and one's left-handed interesting I think it's so, I think it's so fascinating. Maybe it's because they're like, like they were always they're standing like next to each other, so they have to like. Well, sometimes, I think it's because identical twins are like, many, of a lot of them are considered symmetrical copies, mm. which means one of them would be right-handed and one would be left-handed because yeah. it's a mirror image, you know? Because identical twins, I remember when you were talking about twins, are more likely to be mirror than they are, mm -hmm. than they are direct copies. Yeah. So I think that's why. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot that I said that. Juicy, right? Um, people who are who are bisexual and homosexual are more likely to be left-handed. Or putting it another way, most there are more left-handed bisexual and homosexual people than there are straight people. Oh. Which is interesting. Left-handedness is also more common in South Asians and Eastern Europeans. The word for left-handed has a negative connotation in French, German, and Italian. Like the translation is like mean. It's a slur. Almost. Oh, no. Isn't that weird? Um, people who are left-handed are more likely to develop schizophrenia and dyslexia. Again, the schizophrenia I get, I think, because it, you're activating the right part of your brain more. I was going to say um, dyslexia makes sense to me, too, because that's less... Not that it left people are any less smart, but, like... You're not more, activating more emotions focused. Right, but you're not but also you're not activating the left part of your brain when you're writing and speech and writing live in, in the, the left, left side yeah, of exactly. your brain. Exactly. 
Um, Dr. Daniel Geschwind says that while the majority of right-handers process language in the left hemisphere, lefties have an equal distribution of this skill across their brain. So left-handed people learn languages with the left and right hemisphere of the brain, whereas right-handed people only learn languages in the left, which is why right-handed people often have a harder time learning a new language. Humans have mostly been right-handed for over 500,000 years. And a lot of the reasons that like language, those other languages the left-handed word is a negative connotation is because like we wanted people to be right-handed and like kids used to be forced to write with their right hand like left-handedness used to oh, be seen yeah. as like a problem and stuff like that um but we know that they've been right-handed for that long because of cavemen's teeth yeah teeth can mm-hmm. determine that mm-hmm. researchers at the university of kansas discovered that when our ancestors processed human hides they would hold one side of the carcass in their hand and the other in their mouth and they oh. were able to determine that it was held in the right hand by the teeth imprints oh. and by which side of the teeth was more worn down that makes sense mm-hmm. um we are also not the only species to show handedness other primates show handedness mm. mostly right handedness Some mice are (laughs) right-handed. Tree frogs preferentially jump jump away from predators to the right or left. And more had long right hind limbs than left hind limbs. Yeah. Like, they'll always jump in that direction, which I think is cool. Some species of kangaroos are almost exclusively lefties. This is because brain asymmetry is common in vertebrates, which gives us our handedness. Like, the whole Mm. reason that we have handedness is literally because of the structure of our brains that would that things are not evenly distributed okay yeah and i thought it would have to do like with a survival thing but it doesn't yeah dr bill hopkins from georgia state university found that in chimpanzee populations about 65 to 70 percent are right-handed gorillas are about 75 percent right-handed but about 66 percent of orangutans are lefties Hmm. Um, researchers are still trying to determine the evolutionary purpose of handedness. A leading theory is that the brain delegated labor to two sides to speed up reaction time in evolution. So if they said, oh, the left side of our brain is going to be for speech and writing and verbal skills, and the right side of our brain is going to be for imagination and creative thinking, Mm -hmm. um, then we need to separate them because then we can learn it faster. Because then our whole brain won't have to be trained for it. Only one side of our brain. And that's how handedness developed. Another theory is that handedness is a social response. For example, if all the fish in a school prefer the same direction, it's easier to swim and navigate, which is necessary for safety. Mm -hmm. So it also had to do with the speed of which skills are built. Yeah. um, For social reasons. Like if everyone was, if we figured out everyone was right-handed and was more skilled with whatever early tool, we could make a house faster. Mm. you know because we all were using the same thing what's well, like writing we we write right to left yeah and that's like so much easier for right-handed people than left-handed people if we were all left-handed we might have done it the opposite way right and that's why like, which i know not every language is that way but ours is yeah yeah so that is a that like the yeah. social reasons really big reason and yeah. now, like yes now they make lefty scissors and stuff mm-hmm. like that but now most things are produced with right-handed people in mind yeah for sure and that is everything on handedness. My mom is calling, so I'm going to answer. Ask you. I just called, my mom just called me and I picked up the phone and she laughed and hung up. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> it was, it was really creepy. She was like, hello, wait, she left me a voicemail. What? No, I, you hung up on me.
Anyway, thank you so much for listening. This is a very short episode, but hopefully we gave you some entertainment if you are a person living inside the moment. Yeah, if you're stuck in quarantine, we also have many other episodes. Feel free to... Yeah, check them all out. Oh, now she calls me back, this woman. All right, that is everything. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YKWIBW Podcast. You can check out our website, I've been wondering.com. If you like what you're hearing, you can donate to us on Anchor directly through the bio on this episode, or you can leave us a five star review on iTunes. And finally, if you have something that you've been wondering, you can email us at I've been wondering podcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to answer your question on our show. Jane, you know what I've been wondering? What have you been wondering, Sarah? So, we just watched the movie The Finest Hours. Oh, uh-huh. Um, and one part, they talk about how they're going to go out on a boat and they're going to get married out there, because of, which is a very small part of the movie that's not a spoiler. It happens in the first five minutes and never comes up again. <laughs> um, but this made me think about, one time we were talking about maritime law. Oh. And how we don't know how it works. Okay. And I would love to know how maritime law, law works. works. Great. I <laughs> That's fun. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of time on our hands. So Great. we've got some time to take it to legal matters. <laughs> Here we go. Become Mermaid a lawyer. Law. No kidding. Mermaid, Mermaid law. <laughs> the laws of Atlantis. Atlantica. Uh, <laughs> it's just the laws of Mauritania, as we know. Exactly. Uh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know what that was either. Flips hair twice, snaps twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, do yes. you know what I've been wondering? What have you been wondering? Um, okay, so this was suggested by our roommate earlier, but what is soap? Why does it get stuff off your hands? What is it made of? It seems like it's a hard process. So how are people making it back in the day? Like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, especially because it's important to have that more important than hand sanitizer. Yeah, we can talk about that in our virus times. Yeah, I think that's important. That seems fair. All right, that's what's coming up next week. Thank you so much for listening. This is You Know What I've Been Wondering.